Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. Yeah. Well, are you ready to jump in? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready, I think. Okay. Are you? <laughs> I think so. So today is our 100th episode, which is like... Crazy. <laughs> we're, we're both a little bit in shock about it, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but we thought it would be fun to do just a little uh, 100th episode extravaganza, interview each other a little bit, <laughs> like we did on our first episode. And um, yeah, just kind of talk a little bit about podcasting itself and what, how that's been, what it has um, taught us and yeah. all of that. Um, <laughs> So I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I have some questions for you. <laughs> Good. I, I was actually hoping that you totally would because <laughs> okay. I'm like, we'll see what happens. And yeah. I, I actually, it's, it's the thing that I like, at first I didn't like, but I love, like, there's something authentic about reacting in the moment to like what yeah. it's presented with. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my first question Yes. What has been the most difficult thing about podcasting? Yes. So for me, I actually recently discovered that I have a learning disability, which for me, finding words can be difficult. Like I have dyspraxia. So for me, like writing is so much easier. I have the time to think of the word. I can say it in the right order when I write. Having to say things in real time, I've never loved. I've never enjoyed either. speaking <laughs> in public. And so, and I didn't realize that that was one of the reasons why, that often I'll say something backwards and I was almost petrified, like fearful of getting it wrong. And so that was like the scariest part was the possibility of saying something incorrectly or saying something backwards and then feeling embarrassed by it and it was actually one of the first things that I like I would not have been able to have lasted even like the first 10 <laughs> without getting over that fairly quickly and just realizing yeah. that you know we all make mistakes and I think that showing up authentically and showing up unscripted and being able to react in the moment is worth any of those little mistakes so that's yeah, kind of for sure that's I totally understand that. Yeah. Brian jokes that I'm like the queen of malpropisms because I just regularly say the wrong word and I just, it like, I don't even always catch it. It's like, it sounds I mean, kind of like this. It does exactly. And, and usually the thing is we don't, in conversation, often yeah. by the context, we can you understand. put the words yeah. into, yeah, we, sometimes we don't even notice, like the person you're talking to might not notice because they've supplied what the actual word is or the order in which it should be, even though it wasn't said in the right way. And I think really like giving ourselves the, the go ahead, the permission to not be perfect. Yeah. You end up getting a lot of really great authentic moments that you would miss Mm. if you were so worried about just having it be in that space of, oh, I said everything perfectly. I said it, you know, the exact right way of what yeah. I wanted to say. Sometimes just saying it in that gut reaction, <laughs> it comes out more truthful. I yeah. Think. I was just reading a book that The Creative Doer, I'll have to put the, the link in the, the show notes, but yes. she was talking in there about perfectionism a bit. And particularly, like she was telling this 
like particularly about women and perfectionism and how she was telling this story about when she was young and she was, she remembers like standing on the sidelines while all these boys were jumping on the trampoline. And she remembers being so aware of like not wanting to jump in there because she might do it wrong. She might make a fool of herself. She might be embarrassed. They might make fun of her, you know, like all of these kinds of very common things. And so she and all the other girls are standing on the sidelines as these boys just jump like crazy and you know, like have so much fun. But because, because as women were taught really early, like not to make mistakes, not to reveal too much, not Absolutely. to, you know, like that we have to be these perfect good little girls. <laughs> um, and well, just and the power of letting that go and being free to play and make mistakes and have failures and that's how you learn like but it's hard to it's hard to get past those things in our head sometimes absolutely and I think there's fear like there's so much fear of getting it wrong and, yeah. and I think that's socialized as well like that yeah but what will happen if I get it wrong and I think then when we look at that and we really like face it and we're like but what will happen if we <laughs> right. get it wrong like, the, the speaking police will not come down on us and be like, yes. I mean, you might have someone who's like, you know, you, you weren't speaking like completely, yeah. you know, in the right on this, but that's okay. Like you can always put it in context. That's right. what show notes are for. Right. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. That was something she was talking about in, in this book too, is just kind of facing those fears instead of running away from them, getting curious about them and like what would really happen. And, um, and also like, what do you need to be safe enough to do it and to move forward? And I, I liked that. I feel like there was a lot of fear starting this. Um, I think on both sides, you know, we talked about like how scary it was to start this <laughs> podcast and like step out into this unknown thing and to talk <laughs> randomly like on the fly without a script. It was terrifying. But I think there's also like something really powerful about facing that. And it's been, for me, it's been helpful that you have been such a safe space to just be present and to just like hang out and have a conversation. That's always fun. Thank so. you. <laughs> the, the feeling's completely mutual. And in that, I think when we allow a space for someone to be able to show up authentically yeah. and to also be able to like make mistakes too, like, and, and, and be okay with that. Like, yeah. of it just being like, I don't know what it's going to look like. And that I think sometimes those are our best conversations is when you show up and you don't yeah. really have any ideas of what, how it's going to spin, but just letting it naturally unfold. There's something, yeah. it's almost like plain jazz where you're like, I don't know where this is going to go. And maybe <laughs> it's going to go in a way that I never thought it would, but yeah. it's really, I mean, I think that's where we make something amazing is yeah. when you just kind of, create this space and like go for it <laughs> and something that's unique to you too like when you have that kind of safety and freedom you can show up as you are which means that you're that you're showing up in a way that no one else can um I think one of the hardest things for me has been the interviews like yeah I always get so crazy nervous going into the interviews <laughs> like that stirs up all kinds of fear for me and just so much social anxiety because I know like I can show up with you and I know you're going to be safe space. <laughs> I don't always know who we're talking to. I mean, we have had the best guests and I feel like we totally so have by the, the amazing writers and creatives that we've gotten to talk to. Um, and I feel like we always leave the conversation being like, Oh, that was so great. And that was so fun. And Oh, I didn't even think of this. Wow. I learned that. Or, you know, like, so it always exceeds my expectations. And yet still I like can't get over that trepidation going into it. 
absolutely and i i think actually that's one of the reasons why they end up turning out well is we we go into that with at least this is how i feel about it is we approach it from a sense of we have an obligation to the people that we're interviewing to be able to let them share themselves and be authentic and to create that space yeah. and so that's kind of where i get i i feel that way too where it's like you're showing up with someone who is a stranger in many yeah many cases some of these people were just talking to them for the really the first time we may have yeah done an instant message with them a couple back and forth but being able to kind of create a space where they can be authentic where they can feel safe to share themselves mm -hmm. that that feels like it, you know it's vulnerable for us but it's also like we realize how vulnerable it is for them too yeah and yeah i think there's a sense of like responsibility almost too or like um like an obligation to like make Absolutely. it as good as, as it possibly can be for them yeah and and i think that's part of the vulnerability hangover too mm -hmm. is is that opening ourselves up and also knowing that they're opening them themselves up yeah be in that space to be sharing back and forth and to really give them that create that you know space where they can be free and they can be authentically themselves but also having that conversation where we're asking questions that, that are interesting and that are taking them in a place where they're interested to share something that can always be a bit intimidating yeah i think so I still feel that like yeah. <laughs> like I'm about to throw up beforehand and then afterwards there's like there's the elation and then there's like oh wow like we shared those things and then yes. it's kind of like grappling with that yeah. I almost need like a couple weeks before listening to it again to like get mm. through that vulnerability hangover if that makes sense that totally makes sense I usually stall before I edit those ones yes. <laughs> but as you said, they're, they're often some of the best episodes that we've had, and they, they're sources of such great advice and such great just changing my viewpoint on different things, where all of a sudden I see something, I'm like, oh, wow, like, even just going back and thinking about the last five minutes of almost every conversation when we ask for, like, what their final pieces of advice are, yeah, that tends to be, like, it's just such a great moment in those interviews and i just am often just sitting there in awe of what's being said mm -hmm. it's crazy how often that is like that what's said in that last bit or last question is exactly what i need to hear in that moment too yes. <laughs> like it almost yeah it's kind of amazing and, and what's crazy is even though co the conversations have been amazing and there's been such great information it's like in that last moment I don't know what it is, but it's like magic that all of a sudden something falls into place and it's like this amazing revelation. And I'm like sitting there being like, wow, like, you know, like it was almost like you doubted that there could be more to give. And then there is. And that's always uh, that's always amazing for me. Okay. That leads me to my next question. Yeah. What has been the most rewarding part about podcasting for you? I think the most rewarding part has really been the showing up and all of a sudden having something that I had no idea I even knew or mm -hmm. that 
was even out there in the world just through a conversation like truth being revealed from us both bringing pieces of something together and that's been i mean that's been a gift i i was rethinking about um the episode already worthy um and i was gonna that, ask if there were any certain <laughs> episodes that stand out or any favorites and that one is definitely one of mine for sure <laughs> there was a moment in that where it almost feels like something two things were said in close proximity mm. to each other where we each said something and it was like something about how i approach writing and getting you know external validation versus internal validation mm. and seeing myself as already complete and whole mm -hmm. um just fell into place and there was like this like it was like the shaft of light like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and i'd say just i mean that moment was a gift yeah. but there's been so many little moments like that where all of a sudden there's something that you've built and something that i've built and it comes together in this cool amazing yeah. way and I think that's my favorite thing yeah I don't think I expected that like I didn't expect podcasting to be a process of discovery but it does feel mm. like that so often like it feels like it's this process of uncovering things that I don't know <laughs> I, that I would be able to uncover on my own but through <laughs> talking with you through talking with other people there's just things that come out that I learn about myself about the writing process about books about life you know like yeah i do feel like it's been a i don't know the right maybe refining process almost even yes well, and i love that idea of the like sharpening the purifying whatever it is like that you see it the boiling it down to whatever it is it's yeah. like the materials already there but the conversation is needed to provide whatever like the fire or spark in order to get it to that point which is really cool <laughs> yeah. just to be able to even listen since these are recorded obviously like yeah. to listen back and be like oh like <laughs> you yeah. have to like relearn through listening to something again um something that we discuss what yeah. is your, your favorite part of the podcast yeah i don't know i I think maybe one of the most rewarding things for me and something else that surprised me has been the connections that have come out of it. And it kind of goes Absolutely. along with, you know, like some of the things we've already talked about with like the interview guests and, and even just as we talk about things and stuff comes out, so much of that comes out through, through our conversations, but then also through conversations with the guests and then also through like interactions we have on social media and other things. And I feel like I've been surprised by like, I have people in my life that were not in my life when we started this yes. 100 episodes ago that I now <laughs> consider very dear friends who I feel honored to get to read for them and they to have them read my work and get feedback on it and just that like exchange of ideas and the ways that that as I expand that community my ideas grow too and my yes. abilities grow and that that refining process happens like again and again and again yes by different people and in different ways and that brings out different things in me and in my writing and and that's been kind of incredible to to witness and be part of i think <laughs> absolutely i was rethinking about animal dreams our conversation yeah. with sarah sarah yeah and and just how even having our conversation about that book mm -hmm. we had a conversation that we could have never had on our own yeah. with Sarah. And I love how having another set of mm -hmm. eyes 
being able to see something through a different perspective changes the entire experience. Yeah, it brings out things that we might not have ever noticed. Yeah, it's amazing. It absolutely is. Like, and and that are cool. <laughs> they're super intimidating and scary. <laughs> and and that's I think you know we've we've talked before about the idea that the cave that we fear to enter holds the treasure yeah. that we seek. And I absolutely think 100% that that's true, that the things that most intimidate us are probably the things that we should be doing over and over again. And I, I think that that's exactly why, even like we said, interviews can be the, the most intimidating thing that we do, because it is those opportunities to all of a sudden shift perspective. And, but that's amazing. It's an amazing, mm-hmm. it's amazing gift um, to be given. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of hit on a couple episodes, but are there any others that like stand out to you or that you feel or favorites? So like personally that I enjoyed yeah. prepping for, like all of the Pixar ones. Were, yeah, it's, it's my just, favorites for sure. Yeah, it, because Pixar's storytelling is so, like the way they do it is just so like on point. Yeah. And everything that they do works towards the story. So once you start like really digging into to those they have so much to give and yeah and there was just so much richness in that like that I felt like I mean we spent what three episodes on it yes. probably could have spent more <laughs> absolutely like I feel like there was so much there to talk about yeah and my kids thankfully like Pixar films so I still like sit through that I'm like yeah. wow like every time I watch them so that one those were just kind of pure joy to do. Yeah. And there's so many, like with the interviews, I couldn't even try to pick yeah. one out um, because again, with each one, like they all feel are... so unique and different and they yeah. all brought out different things, but I, I do feel like they all had something to give that really was um, beautiful and amazing. <laughs> they absolutely did. I still really love our first ones. Um, yeah. Too. I think we came to a really, uncertain and terrified (laughs) yep totally terrified but I feel like we both leaned in and went for it and I I think that's one of the things that I also like has been so key is the like leaning in showing up like being human um for all that that means like being authentic as much as possible being able to be um just rather than like the spinning an illusion of who I want yeah. to present myself in, like being the lovely nerd, but <laughs> I, I am, and like that being enough and okay. Yeah. And I, even just going back to being able to talk about books and stories that hit close and hit home, um, there's something really joyful about being able to do that, about just yeah. like, talking about story and, and yeah. what stories meant to each of us. So those two are my, probably some of my favorites. I totally agree. And I think <laughs> it's been so fun. Like so, something else that's been so rewarding about podcasting is that it like kind of forces into my life a space to talk about books, which is yep. so fun. Like I want to talk about books all the time, <laughs> but I don't always have someone around who wants to talk about books all the time with me. And having that like, scheduled time that I know like yeah I'm gonna get to geek out about a book with Laura today or or with Sarah or with 
you know, like this other author or whatever, like that's really fun. And it, that feels like a gift too, that it's not something that's getting pushed to the sidelines anymore or something that may or may not happen. Oh, maybe if I'll stumble upon someone who's actually read this book that I read, then maybe we can talk about it. But instead it's like, no, I want to talk about books. So I'm going to make that happen and just head into my life. You know, <laughs> there's something powerful about that kind of um, taking that kind of initiative, I think sometimes too. Absolutely. And, and being able to, especially when we've had a book that we particularly enjoyed and are enthusiastic about, it becomes like, not just a book club, but where you can really like dig in in ways that yeah. I think sometimes like when we talk about books with other people, we're like, oh yeah, I like that book. We don't necessarily dig in to like all the, <laughs> it's so nice to be able to just like dig in if we wanted to get in the nuts and bolts of it we can like we can yeah and to really look at like what the author did and like almost even analyze that a little bit i was just listening to um ann kroger's latest podcast episode although by the time this airs it won't be her latest but we'll we'll put it we'll find it yes (laughs) we'll put it into (laughs) that but she had someone on who was talking about success and about how we kind of have these two stories about success like either people are just talented and lucky and like make it or they like put in their 10,000 hours and work. But he was kind of proposing a third story and that sometimes success comes from reverse engineering something and like looking at how other people did it and then analyzing that and using that data, taking your own spin on it, putting your own voice to it, whatever. And I feel like our book conversations have been a little bit that for me sometimes, like if they feel a little bit like okay, what did this author do? And how can I almost learn from that? Like, how can yes. I almost reverse engineer it? Like, oh, wow, this author did this really well, or they took these characters and they made them so big. I would be afraid to do that, but look how it worked and why they did it and what happened when they did that. And I don't know, like that feels like it's been incredibly helpful. And I hope at least <laughs> that it's been improving my writing to do that, you know, like that. And I, and I think it has, like, I think I can see those ways that like studying the craft in an intentional way with someone else and talking through like what happened in this book? Why did we love it so much? What was yes. going on here? You know, like that, that kind of analysis is helpful for growth. I definitely agree with that. And I think it also teaches us like sometimes we learn rules that the rules are actually yeah. wrong. Like, <laughs> Where it's like, well, it gives you examples of when people have broken them and how it worked and why it might have worked and why it might not work in a different case. Right. And I think knowing that, like knowing the situations in which that rule that's supposed to be steadfast and, you know, obviously there's, you know, many of us say that, well, there's not really rules, it's guidelines. But Mm -hmm. I think learning the, what is the problematic case? of the rule and what is the no this is this was just a guideline it was never actually something that that couldn't be done it just needed the right touch or moment i think having a safe sandbox in which to to talk and play and see like we can see the opportunities opportunities where we can just try something different that we can just go maybe it's even against the grain of what normally people would think but it actually gives it a unique feeling it gives it the right touch I think all of that is useful when we look at books and I think there's so little opportunity to really dig that deeply into books just in general 
because again, yeah. I mean, we each are reading the books that we're reading and often they don't align with I someone have. else's. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's something nice about being like, so you want to read this book? Right. So you want to read that one? Like we're trying to feel out what the next book that we both jointly want to read yeah. is. But there's something really fun about that. Like Six of Crows, which we mm -hmm. really recently did, was just, it was a delight. And I feel like I read it at, at the perfect time when I really needed it. <laughs> and even being able to just jointly like enthuse over it, but also... Yeah like dig into intention and dig into choices that were made and what point of views were taken at certain points. Like all of that was fascinating. And, and yeah. it was probably one of the more, I mean, we've had a lot of delightful book club ones, but it was probably one of the most. Enjoyable. I agree. <laughs> but it's also like my sweet spot type of books. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Me too. It's like fantasy meets heist. I'm yes. like, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so here's my next question. What do you hope for the podcast? Um, or do you have any dreams for the podcast in the next 100 episodes? I do. Um, I have a lot of them, actually. <laughs> but I, I, what I really hope for the next 100, I think, is to... I, I think if we went back and we looked layered by layer of what the first hundred were like I could see where there were definite changes in how we talked about certain things and even how confidently we talked about certain things like even just yeah. vulnerability in writing and um sharing our work and getting more and more like even just more and more I think even open and vulnerable yeah. and what I'd say is I want it to be continue to grow in that same Way. Not that each one has to be like a progression, a direct progression sure, of that, sure. but um, I'd like to see it grow in the same ways and expand in different directions in the same ways and that we yeah. are open to ideas that we kind of consider. It's like when when even like bringing a reader into our book club episode uh -huh. that was a fairly new idea and it was fantastic and it, it made that experience nuanced in a an incredible way that I don't think going into it I had any conception of how that would turn out sure. and how brilliant yeah. that idea was and I just hope for that um, like that yeah. expanding that even like innovation if that makes sense yeah like absolutely what's possible yeah um, and really kind of just moving in those directions growth yeah. and and innovation, I guess. <laughs> I love that. I love that you point out, like that you pointed out how, just how much more confident we both are now <laughs> than we were in the beginning. <laughs> you know, like we're still dorks and we're yes. still like, terrified <laughs> of things. But I think you're right. Like, I think there is um, a boldness that's grown in us and a bravery that's grown in us from that first episode to now. And I absolutely agree. Like, I definitely want to see that more. I, I want to get bolder too about like, yeah, about the ideas we come up with, about the people we ask to be on, about the things that we, absolutely uh, the questions we ask even of yes. each other and of other people. Like, yeah, I agree that I see so much growth, but I, I do see also that potential for just so much more still to come in ways that we can grow as podcasters and as writers and as interviewers, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, like, <laughs> hats this, like thing that we're doing. <laughs> 
I hope for that as well. Like, I think, I think the potential, you know, sometimes it's like we act as if there's limitations or, you know, that aren't there. And I just think being open to ideas and not, and I think that's just true in creativity in general. Like, as the ideas come, capturing them and exploring them and seeing what's possible yeah. and trying. And I think, I think we've yeah. done some of that and I can't wait to do more of it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that you said innovation too, like, cause yeah, for a number of reasons, but one, I get bored with things. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like I want to be trying new things because otherwise I get antsy. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's, it's good for us. Yeah. But it's good for an audience as well. Like that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you don't want it to be like every day is something like sure. completely out there, but you, you want to ride that line of yeah. you want it to be new. You want there to be some novelty in it <laughs> so that it is not stagnant. It is yeah. moving in a, in some direction. <laughs> yeah. And I I, I definitely hope for that. <laughs> I think one of like one of the fears that I have to constantly push against with podcasting is and and it's a similar fear that I have to push against with writing that there's so many other people doing it and there's so many other people doing it well like yeah. what do I have to give to this <laughs> or you know like what else can I contribute and I think I forget like so often I start to feel like well everyone interviews writers everyone's doing this every-. and I forget that like everyone is an ass <laughs> so yeah. I'm not gonna bring our unique quirk to it which is lovely <laughs> yes but also like that we can try things that we don't have to do it the same way that everyone else is doing it and that we can explore and that some of those things might not work and might be like, eh, that wasn't really for us or that was kind of a flop or they might work great. You know, like I think I forget that sometimes I think. So I'm really glad that you said that. Thank you. And I think sometimes that's what's great about having these conversations, even just as people in addition to as podcasters is you kind of, all of a sudden are able to see it from someone else's perspective. Like, yeah. And that's important too, being able to, I think both of us see the other person's perspective because this is a joint venture. It is important to know where the other person is in the dance. Like, so you're not. Especially since we are pretty different. Like, I think I sometimes fear that I'm going to push you too hard, too fast. Right. You know, like, I think that's part of that, like the giving and taking of showing up and throwing it out there. Like, and and I think that's kind of sometimes where some of our best stuff is, where we just show up and we start talking about something and it's like all of a sudden an idea comes out or you broach something and it's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Like, and I think, you know, yes, we are very different and that's, it is probably some of that good push pull yeah. where it's like the good kind of we each bring something I need breaks sometimes yeah, <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> yes. and I, I think that's I think that's good having that yeah. it doesn't become just one thing it mm-hmm. becomes kind of that we're balancing at different points at different times and yeah. that's okay like sometimes one is leaning in a little more and the other one is you know pushed back and that's okay like all of that is Actually I am so good. good. Like, yeah. I don't think I could, I definitely would not have made it to a hundred episodes without you. I would have gotten way in my head and like yeah. started tons of self-doubt and I would have, um, well, I would have gotten tired of just like yelling, talking to myself <laughs> into the void. And I think yeah. I would have gotten bored. Like I just would have been like, this isn't 
fun anymore to do it myself. I don't know how people do it on their own, <laughs> but yeah. I, having you with me in it is so much more rewarding and so much more interesting. And it probably makes it more complex, but that makes it more, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> That is what's great. And I wouldn't have made it 100 episodes either, like on my own. And and that's, I think, also having those different reasons and then being re-reminded of the different reasons. Because I think yeah. sometimes, like, it's overthinking one way or it's overthinking another way. And it's kind yeah. of like, we don't always have to be in the same type of balance. But I think being able to look at it as, yeah. you know, both gives, like, we both give to it. We yeah. both get something from it and it's yeah. like that can sometimes change over time and that can kind of shift and yeah. even from the you know audience perspective like sometimes we get things from the audience and sometimes we give a lot but we get a lot internally and that's good yeah. too like having all those different reasons for for doing something um, yeah. can be that really positive yeah I think it's helpful too to have someone who can remind you like why you're mm -hmm. doing something and like I mean, whether that's writing or whether that's podcasting, like having someone else be able to mirror back to you, like you always are so enthused at the end of our conversations, like every single one, you're like, that was so fun. Like, I just love yeah. talking about this. That was great. <laughs> and it's so encouraging for me. Like, <laughs> I mean that. Like, that's amazing for me, even after, like, even at the end of a conversation, which I, I felt was fun. I already am like self-doubting and like, well, did Laura think it was fun? Was that good? <laughs> Are other people going to like this? Just like all of that playing in my head and having someone else just mirror back to me like, no, this was fun. This, this is good. good. <laughs> doing this, you know, like, it's just so helpful. I love that from a, I do think that we need people mirroring back things to ourselves because getting too much into the, what is the value of something and yeah. what is the like, worth of it i i think sometimes we can start boiling it down and getting into this space where we have a very particular idea of what yeah. something is that's valuable that and, is definitely a struggle for me <laughs> yeah oh it, yeah totally i i mean me too i am actively working on self messaging about yeah. like where's the value of certain things and like where is that yeah. and and I think having that where you're re-reminded, and I do think at the end of conversations that all of a sudden being able to like see things sparking together, yeah. it, it re-reminds me of why it is we show up. Like, I love that at the end of a conversation where I'm like, <sighs> like yeah. that moment of like, maybe not everything in like that I brought to a conversation was had, but it's even better than what I was hoping it would be because it isn't just my conversation. It's, mm -hmm. it's that joint conversation that goes in that place that it we is discovery. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that like, okay, like <laughs> who knows where this is going to go. And yeah. it is almost that um, it's an adventure, which yeah. I, I love having showing up to a conversation and just being like, we'll, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> like, we'll see where it goes and, yeah. and discovering something new. I love being able to have conversations like this too, where we take a moment to step back and actually look at what it is we're doing. You know, like we, we don't do it a ton, but we've done it kind of periodically throughout the hundred episodes. And I, it feels so helpful. Like, and I think I've, I've been learning this from other writers too, who I see do kind of like monthly recaps of what they've done or yeah. quarterly recaps of, you know, like how much they've accomplished. It's really easy for me to kind of 
run past that stuff <laughs> <laughs> just stay up in my head and it's so good to step back and be like okay here's what's going off and on up in my head is that actually <laughs> happening or not um for starters is that actually true or not you know like yeah it's so good for me to step back and be like oh wow we've done 100 episodes and here's what was really good about that and hey here's what was kind of hard about that and maybe there's ways that we can you know make that easier or I don't know like just I think having those kinds of meta conversations whether it's with yourself or whether it's with someone else you're working with on someone on something it's so helpful like we, I, we forget how much that kind of analysis or um what's the right report I guess <laughs> right like almost a post-mortem type of yeah. yeah I don't know like <laughs> it's that processing like yeah however it's defined it is that processing of what happened and it's both that celebratory I think acknowledgement of like wow we did a thing and that's pretty <laughs> awesome but also that learning from what's been done mm-hmm. and even acknowledging like the experience of what yeah. <laughs> what it has been and yeah. then kind of figuring that out moving forward I, I think you know learning is is not just we know a thing sometimes yeah. it's we have to like hash through the thing and do some processing around it, even getting words words out without filter, which yeah. I think sometimes that's one of the reasons why these conversations work so well is neither of us, at least for the most part, have had a chance to really like script anything. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just coming here and just saying the thing. <laughs> and there's something good about the unfiltered just letting something that we know and we may not have put words to come out in real time um without any like like filtration on it like just letting it be said it it may not be like perfect it may not be couched beautifully but it's it is you know that authentic springing from yeah. whatever it is that's that's being said I'm kind of wondering like even as we talk about this like how I can build that into my writing life more yeah um, I mean we've talked before about how important it is to celebrate your accomplishments in your writing and how easy yes. it is to not do that but I think even more than that like having moments of reflection where you look back on something you've written or something you've created and you are able to process what you feel about that and what worked and what didn't and and to process that safely with other people yeah, I think I'm curious about what that might look like. I mean, I, I guess that's sort of what sometimes what beta reading, like having a beta reader or feedback can do, but not always. It's a little oh, different. Yeah. And I, I would say that the process would need to be set up in order mm-hmm. to allow for that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And to even set up boundaries to make it something that would be safe and effective for kind of that analysis. And for questions yeah. to be asked and to be answered in certain ways, like and maybe what I'm rules. thinking is like like getting beta readers is like a way to have other people reflect on your work. But I think maybe what I'm realizing is maybe there would be some benefit to have me reflect on my work, absolutely, in an actual analytical way and a um, as well as an emotive way. Like what what did this feel like um, through the process? Have know. you ever done free writing of it, like? I'm doing free I mean, writing in another way. And so yeah, I've done some free writing in other ways, but not a, the writing process. So that's interesting. Like directed yeah, free writing where yeah. you give yourself a thing mm-hmm. that you specifically like 
come to the page and write about for for five minutes. I've been doing that in another way. So I'm just- Yeah, that's interesting. I just heard about an author who at the end of each scene, like after she's written a scene, like she asked herself what her favorite part of that scene was and what worked and then plans out the next scene. And that was interesting to me. It's like, I would never have thought to stop. And I think it might mess with my flow. So I don't know that it, like scene by scene, it would work so well, but to stop after each scene and like actively reflect on what happened in writing that scene and what you liked about it or what you didn't or what, you know, like what worked and what didn't. That's interesting. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Because I think that actually might work very well for the way I write. I tried it like for one scene and it like, it kind of frustrated me. (laughs) But I think maybe at the end of a book or like, you know, like some sort of longer process might be fine for me. I think free writing holds a lot of ability to do that self reflection without, without filter, which I need to, I know that we both have to get out of our heads. like And so I, I do different things to get out of my head. I, I'm either like, it's right after I've exercised um, Mm -hmm. or first thing in the morning where I just, yeah, so a little down. higher and then yeah. inner critic's not as loud. Yep, exactly. I, I just do yeah. my free writing then. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to discover things by rereading what I've written. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds yeah. bizarre. but No, it, it totally doesn't. Who is that yeah. that said, like, I don't know what I think until I write it? Or is it? That yeah, sounds familiar. Well, yeah, I think maybe, or I don't know. There's a line to that extent. <laughs> There's a line from Oscar Wilde's uh, "The Importance of Being Earnest," and it's like the dad asked, "You always listen to what you say," and he's like, "Or does, <laughs> do you always know what you say?" Yes, <laughs> if I listen attentively. Um, <laughs> sounds my... great. I love it. It's been too long since I've seen that movie. <laughs> and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be an ideal husband. <laughs> But they're both very good. Yes. (laughs) I think like exploring what those type of journaling Mm -hmm. things have to give us from disconnecting with the like logic portion of ourselves and getting into the emotion portion of ourselves. Like that's definitely something I want to explore this year as a lot more. Well, do you have anything else (laughs) to say about our first hundred episodes? How about this? How about uh, yes. any advice that you would give to someone who wants to either start a new project of any kind? Yes. Or start a podcast? I would say go into it. Even if you don't feel ready, do it. Mm-hmm. Like go in and do it. Even if you don't yet feel ready. I think one of the things I didn't realize was that the ideas will come. Like you don't have to have all the ideas up front. You don't even have yeah. to have like the next episode after the first one figured out like Mm -hmm. you and you can even like show up and just see what happens so I'd say like do it like Mm -hmm. if you have the spark the interest of doing it do it even before you're there at that point that you're like you know what it is you want to create because by creating it that's how you learn what it is and I think that's been time and time again it's just a showing up being brave enough to like get the headset on and engage in the conversation and then the conversation becomes a thing. Um, and I think having that faith that it will become a thing has been like key. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I totally agree. Like you, you, there's so much that you don't know and can't know until you do something like so much of learning comes actively, I think. 
and if you do, if you wait till you're ready, you won't ever be ready. Like, <laughs> won't. So, True. So so often you do have to just kind of step off that ledge. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any advice for someone? Yeah, I mean, like beyond just what you said, because I, I mean, I think that was kind of my first thought too. Is like you just have to do it. Like, but I mean, I think maybe beyond that is find people who can support you in in that because mm-hmm. it is scary and yeah. and you're gonna be afraid and there's going to be moments where you want to quit and there's going to be times like and maybe that isn't someone to do it with you necessarily but still people your team kind of around you to support you and carry you through like I think I'm just noticing how important that is to any kind of creative venture um absolutely just have people you who can pep talk you through when you get that rejection letter or (laughs) when you know no one's listening to your podcast or when like you know um when you've lost 10 followers on Instagram. <laughs> you just need people who can be like, no, nope, keep going. It's okay. Because creative, creative work is hard. It's vulnerable. It's always scary. And having other people who know what that feels like and who can experience it with you and sit with you in it is really powerful. Absolutely. Well, and also don't be afraid of making mistakes because you will make them. Yeah. Like, and don't let them like paralyze you. Just learn from them, like yeah. do that assessment, learn from them, maybe make an adjustment moving forward. Don't beat yourself up, just move yeah. on. Well, and with that mistakes too, like I think you also have to, I mean, sometimes I think I feel like, like what, what if I ask someone to support me on this and they don't, or what if like I make a mistake and ask the wrong person or like yeah. those kinds of things too. I think you have to know like th- there's going to be those kinds of failures also. Like you have to yes. just try it. Like ask and see or um step out and you know see who responds or like you kind of find your people by doing something too i think and sometimes yes in order to find those people you just have to do it also which just comes back to your reverse answer (laughs) (laughs) step off the cliff (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) true it's amazing how much of life is like yeah you know that place where you feel really uncomfortable that's the place you need to go (laughs) Uh, well, we hope that this is somewhat encouraging for you <laughs> and that you, um, that you dare to try things and to, um, yeah, just experiment and explore and play and not let fear or perfectionism or any of those other hindrances hold you back because there's gifts waiting on the other side of that. There's incredible things that you can learn and um, connections you can make and ways that you can grow as a person and as a creative that only come when you just when you step out so we hope that you will keep writing and keep reading and keep stepping out and putting your voice out in the world and we're glad that you joined us in our venture to do that thank you for being here for 100 episodes yay (laughs) (laughs) thank you for this yeah you too this was fun (laughs) it was good I really enjoyed it. I did too. (laughs) 